Welcome back to Springs of Life Camp, and thank you for joining us from Hotel Hill in Patrick Springs, Virginia. In today's episode, we are joined by Melody Hester for our next session in our six-part series from the Armored Ladies Conference. Melody has encouraged families all over the world by using her platform and ministry to pour out her passion for a deeper relationship with Jesus into others, right where they are. Listen in as Melody shares part of her own story in armoring up in truth and living between God's goodness and His sovereignty. You know, I want to talk a little bit about just what I have learned in when we think of the idea of armored, you know, I'm thinking, okay, how do we get prepared, right, for what's around us and how are we, um, how are we walking as Christian women in a way where we're prepared for the attacks of Satan, but also to live in, um, in a joy-filled and abundant life. And to me, really, if we can start in the place of knowing who our God is, then I think everything will spring out of that. And so who is our God and really attributes and characteristics of God is a great place for us to um, start in knowing who he is. And, um, and that's really what I want to talk about is living in the attributes of God and, you know, what, what that means and what that looks like. So I think probably everyone here, um, Grace, you shared a little bit about your testimony of coming to Christ. Um, I don't know if you were a teenager or, or a little bit older, but we've been in church. So we, we know a lot of characteristics and attributes of God. We've heard them, we've heard them taught. Um, but I, I hope that we don't ever lose that all factor of who God is. And so while we continue to learn of God and, and learn more about him, because no way on this earth can we learn all of who God is. Um, but even if we know that God is merciful, as we continue to study through his word and see that character revealed about him in different stories, you know, I'm reading in Matthew right now. And, um, when I watch him interact with people, um, the mercy of God and his compassion just comes out so much. And so, um, as we continue to grow in our knowledge of God, I think that's where we grow in our love for God. The more we know him, the more we can love him. Um, if we don't know him, then we really, it's just what we hear. And so we've got to get to know our God. Um, even if we've been walking with him for a long time, may we get to continue to know him through his word. Um, there's tons of attributes of God and an attribute um, is just a quality that God has revealed about himself that lets us know who he is. Um, the attributes, characteristics of God are all found in scripture. And we don't, um, we don't get to make this up. We don't have to make this up. It's right there for us. And um, we, um, I don't, we don't have time tonight to go through all the attributes of God. Um, I don't even think I know what all of them are, but I wanted to kind of hit on a couple of them. Just, just share with you a few of the attributes and characteristics of God <clears throat> that have encouraged me along the way. And really, if we can lay a solid foundation, um, was it Abby or Addie? A Addie? Abby. Okay, Addie. <laughs> <laughs> Addie, gotcha. Um, I, I look at you, I don't know how old you are, but you're a young, you're a young woman. And I look at you at your age and I think, you know, 
for you to, to start now. And I love the fact that you're here, you're here at this women's conference and you're taking notes and that is, that is wonderful. Um, if you can start now in learning who your God is, you're going to start building a foundation so that when you're our age and really difficult um, things make, and not that you're not going through anything difficult now, kids, you know, are dealing with a lot of stress right now. But think of all the layers and the years of, of knowing who our God is. And I have a daughter about your age. She looks to be about your age, maybe a little older. Um, and I want that for her. I want her to lay that foundation. So whatever age you are, it doesn't matter when, you know, it's never too late to start. But I love to see young women at um, gatherings and things like this because I think, oh, you've got a whole life ahead of you to know who your God is. And it will serve you well to know, to know him. Um, but as we lay that foundation of knowing who God is, then we filter the rest of life through that. Okay, so imagine just a, a, like a grid or, um, and, and in that is who you know to be true of God. He's faithful. He's good. He's merciful. He is all knowing. Um, he's a comforter. And this is where I love to kind of hear what other people like, what, what are attributes or characteristics that you think about when you, when you think of God or ones that are some of your, your favorite, but um, that's where we, that's our starting point, or maybe you want to, you know, visualize it like an umbrella. So that, that is your, your starting point. And then what comes our way? Maybe it's friend issues. Maybe it is marriage issues. Maybe it is a diagnosis or a health thing. Um, instead of grabbing hold of that thing, whatever it is, that circumstance or that difficult, you know, um, relationship, instead of starting there, we're going to remind ourselves of that grid or that umbrella. That's our foundation that we have built over the years, or you know what? It may only be a few weeks. Maybe it's a new believer who's just come into Christ and they're just learning about God. That's where we start. Okay, who, who is God? Who does he say he is? Because I do believe God's word is 100% real. So that's where I know I go to find out who God is. What does he say? Okay, he says that he's good. <clears throat> God is good. And um, he says that in a bunch of different verses, but I want to read just a few to you. Um, Psalm 25, 8 says, um, God is, I'm sorry, good and upright is the Lord. Um, Psalm 34, 8 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed, blessed are those who take refuge in him. Um, that's just two verses. There are so many verses that tell us how God is good. And so if I'm starting from a point of who God is, and I'm going to live in light of the attributes of God, then I, I start there. Okay, God is good. That's right. What, what do my verses say? You know, and, and there's a whole lot more. Psalm 25, 8, Psalm 86, 5, Psalm 136, 1, or all other verses that point to God's goodness. Um, so living in the attributes of God, whether it is his goodness or his mercy, looks like starting there with who he is and just praising him for that. Um, so trusting that God is good and starting there might look like um, if you have a diagnosis, you know, a health diagnosis. Uh, you know, I think of Grace where she shared um, a little bit of, you know, her health journey with us with the arthritis and um, 
and praise God for the healing that you have experienced and what he's doing in you through that. And your, your the joy that you have exudes. I mean, it, it's just very clear and evident, you know, so I praise God for that. But maybe it's a diagnosis. Maybe it is um, something else for us. So it was infertility. We went through years of infertility. Um, we were serving God. We loved God. And yet we were having a hard time um, getting pregnant. And so I remember during that time, it was hard. Oh, it was hard. It was just lots of tears and, you know, um, difficult praying and, and God not answering the way that we were praying. And so I think in God's goodness during that time, he, um, ha- he, he led me to Job, the book of Job. I had never read Job before. And so that's where I hung out for a long time. I would just read Job at night. And I remember going through a season where I thought God was punishing me. And, and I thought, okay, you know, I, I'm not, God, just show me what I've done. Show me, reveal it to me so that I can confess this and receive your forgiveness and we can move on, you know? Um, and, and he, I, I didn't, he never revealed that to me. What he did reveal to me though, was Job 2.10. And this is where, you know, Job lost everything. We know Job's story. I think everyone on here knows all the stuff Job went through. And this was at the very end when he like had the boils from his head to his toe, had lost everything. And his wife looks at him and just says, Job, why don't you just curse God and die? Because in her mind, it would be better to be dead than to have experienced and she did. She, she experienced all of it right beside him. She was the mother of all those children, um, grown children. And so she just said, just curse God and die. And I don't know if you remember his, his response to her, but it was, shall we accept good from God and not adversity? And so I felt like when I read that, because I had been praying, God, show me, just show me what I've done. Show me, help me understand, you know, and, and so I was reading that and I felt like God came to me and just said, Melody, it is not a punishment. I'm allowing you to experience this and I'm going to use it for my glory and for your good. And so <clears throat> I look back at that time and I realized it, it, it did something in my relationship with God, because I knew he was speaking to me and it was so intimate and very personal. And, um, and I, I love him for it. And it just, it made our relationship so sweet and so real. And so I look back at that and, and I knew in that time, okay, God, I trust you with this. It's hard. It doesn't make it any easier, really, you know, um, to know that he's good and, and to know that he speaks to us. It doesn't change the circumstances necessarily, but to live in his attributes and to trust that God is good, even though we don't understand what's going on, there's something, um, there, there's a, a resolve and a peace that comes in knowing that God is who he says he is. And so <clears throat> for me during that time, living in that attribute of God's goodness was trusting that he had a plan, but not knowing what it was going to be. And the, the, I'm not going to, we don't have time tonight for me to to talk all about that, but God did bring us um, two beautiful children to us as babies. And so we um, adopted both of our children and, um, and God worked in just a, just a beautiful way in, in that. And so 
I, I look back on those times of just seeing how God was there for us at that time. And I know he's still going to be there for us. And he has ever since then. So um, the other attribute I wanted to kind of talk about is God's faithfulness. I, I love, I love um, just his word that, that reminds us that he is faithful. Um, just a definition of, of faithfulness is constant, loyal, reliable, steadfast, unwavering, devoted, true and dependable. That is the definition of, of faithfulness, of, of God's faithfulness in a, if we put that in human terms, here's what, what the word of God tells us about his faithfulness. And I love this. Um, the word of the Lord is upright and all his work is done in faithfulness. Um, another one that I love is um, Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. It says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I love that. Again, this is, that's just like, you know, two verses. There are so many verses of God's faithfulness that remind us that he is truly faithful. Um, he's never going to let us down. Um, he's always going to be the same. Um, we don't have to be heavy laden and um, filled with stress and anxiety over difficult situations. Doesn't mean that we're not going to still kind of do that ugly cry thing, you know, because it's a heavy uh, weight that we're carrying, right? You know, I mean, it's not that there's not going to be any fear. Yeah, there may still be some fear there and some uh, of the unknown, but there's an overriding, just as his word says, we don't have to be consumed because of his love um, and his faithfulness. So there is, and you know what I'm talking about if you walk through a difficult season of life, hard, really hard. We're in the middle of one right now. Um, my husband and I are very difficult season of life. It is on the level of the infertility that we went through. The only way I can stand here and tell you that we are making it through is because we know who our God is. We absolutely trust that because our God who was faithful way back then is going to be faithful now. And I believe that it's hard. I say it through tears because what we're going through is heartbreaking. And there's uh, an element of, of grieving, um, still fighting and um, fighting for what we know God desires, but yet what we're not seeing. And so we are believing, we are believing God. We are trusting that God is faithful and he is who he says he is. And so we continue to take to him the things that are heavy on our hearts and, and trust him with it. And so while there's still a weight, you know, that, that we kind of carry and a burden, we're filtering it through who we know God to be. And it's not dig your head in the sand and pretend, la, 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 nothing's happening. It's not that. It's tough. You know, there's tears, but there is an overall, God is bigger than this. He is able, he is capable, he can do anything. And so that's where we're choosing to live. It's a, a tension, right, between we know God is good and sometimes holding that attribute of, okay, God, I'm going to walk in your goodness. Over here, I know you're sovereign, which means you're a control over everything and you can do anything, right? I mean, God 
nothing can thwart his plans. What is the verse? Um, I think I wrote it down. Um, see if I can find it. Um, I don't know that I did. Let me see here. No, I did write it down. Okay, Job 42, too. Um, says, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Um, that's God's sovereignty. He's ruler over everything. He reigns. He's, he's superior to all others. Um, he controls everything and he can do anything. That is God's sovereignty. And um, so sometimes, I don't know if you find yourself grappling with things like um, difficult things, right? And we know God is good and we trust that and we believe that. And yet we know God is in control. He can stop anything. He can do anything he wants to. And then we find those really difficult situations, um, stillborn children, um, just different things, you know, that are heavy, heavy, heavy. And so how do we, how do we hold both of those? It's just this tension, you know, and I don't think we can, I don't think we can understand how those two synchronize necessarily. I think this is where our faith comes in to, to play. And this is what faith is. It is trusting that, yeah, God is good and he is sovereign. He's merciful and he's faithful. He's not going to change. And I can't tell you why, you know, a, a, this person lost their child or this person wasn't able to carry their baby full term or why, you know, we were never able to get pregnant. I can't tell you why, but I know God's good. It doesn't change the fact that he is good and he is sovereign. Just because we don't feel that he is being, that he's good in this situation um, doesn't mean that he's not. So we don't feel the attributes. It's we know the attributes and we experience his attributes every single day, whether we recognize it or not, we are experiencing his attributes. And so that's what I think my challenge is, is that may we look for his attributes and how they're playing out all around us because they are, we're, we're seeing it. It's there, it's happening, but do we have the eyes to see it? And I think when we pray and ask God to show us, um, Lord, let me see you at work, your hand at work. I think he will, he'll help us do that. Um, all through scripture, we, um, I'm just going to wrap up real quick with this. We see where God tells us to remember the deeds of the Lord, remember the right hand of the Lord. Um, lots and lots and lots of remembering what God has done in the past. Also with that many times, the last piece of that is tell, tell of my good deeds. Um, come and come and see, come in here and let me tell you what God has done for me. And so I want to challenge you as you see God um, playing out his attributes in your life, tell someone about it, praise him for it, praise him for it, and then go tell on him, be a tattletale, you know, tattletale on God. That, that's what I, I call it really is Christian tattletaling because that's what he wants us to do is, is to tell on him, you know? And so the, I think what helps us in remembering and looking back, that builds our faith. When we tell others about it, it builds the kingdom of God because then people are like, oh, I want to know. I want to know that God, you know, tell me more about that. Like your, your grace, your kids, your students, you know, as you tell them what God did for you. You know, I love that because that, that's where it's at is us talking 
about our faith and, and talking about God and what He's done in our lives. So I pray that we can be women who will armor ourselves with the truth of who God is um, and not just knowing it, but really living in light of that. So when the hard things come, man, we are not just accepting that thing. We are we are taking it in light of who God is. And um, so I'll pray for us. And then um, I think uh, if y'all have any questions, feel free, free to ask or any comments or anything. Lord, thank you so much for just your, your grace and your goodness to us. Thank you that you're a God who um, invites us into relationship with you, Lord. You want us to know you and you have um, just so clearly communicated yourself to us in your word and you want to work in us personally and intimately, Lord, and you are. You're doing that. And I just thank you and I praise you for that, Lord. And we just together um, tonight, wh whatever we're walking through, each one of us um, on this Zoom call are, are walking different seasons of life. Um, and God, we just ask that you would hold our hand during um, these times and that you would let us see, let us see you for who you are and how you're working. And Lord, give us a boldness and a courage to tell others um, what we are learning about you, Father. And, and we just ask um, that you would suit us up to do that, Lord, in your perfect way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us from Hotel Hill in Patrick Springs, Virginia. You can learn more about Melody Hester and her other ministry partners at Alumni Central and springsoflifecamp.org. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to our pages to stay in the know from camp. Springs of Life Camp's Outreach Ministries is made possible by monthly donations and from your purchase of Springs of Life Camp's Creekside Coffee, available online and from a Creekside Coffee cup bearer near you. For general questions or comments and interests or suggestions for webcast interviews, please contact us at outreach at springsoflifecamp.org.